I'd like to thank our top sponsors, Anders Berge Christensen, Dean Anthony, and Jared Fountain for making this show possible. And welcome to the 29th episode of The Cave of Apollos. Defending timelessness is more important than ever. As gatekeepers of culture, probing your moral purity, aim for total control. The solution lies in the individual communion with eternal principles. Indeed, tonight's guest says this is exactly what happened in the Renaissance. He is a painter concerned with the mystery cults of antiquity and how storytellers can improve by implementing the mystical perspective. Jonas Lanstad, thank you for coming to the Cave of Hellas. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being here. And I think we should just go right at your self-portrait here on the wall yeah, yeah. and start from there. Yeah, sure. What's going on? It's um, yeah, this is the last uh, painting I painted as a student of uh, Odnadrum. Mm-hmm. So it's so fitting to bring it back here now. Yeah, yeah. In, um, and it's a funny story because it's very inspired by... Um, uh, painting that was in the in the students' um, kitchen uh, here when we were uh, students here, and it was one um, day I was uh, doing dishes, and then Odd uh, suddenly comes in and he places this uh, painting right in front of my face over the sink, which is uh, a Titian, this uh, or. Um, piece of a Titsen was once a bigger painting, so something... I guess yeah, it was, was burnt or... Uh, yeah, 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 so it's just a fragment of it. And it, it's very this very thinly painted, so you see the 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 canvas through all the way. So And it's also a young man who looked a little bit like, like me, so I was a bit inspired and thought I could do... Um, Try to do something like that. Uh-huh, yeah, that's true. So it that's th- what it, what it uh, became. Yeah. yeah, it does look uh, quite a bit like you. I like it. It has some kind of a sort of a Renaissance feel to it. This um, this fumato technique. Uh, yeah. It's quite thinly painted, right? Yeah, very, very. Uh-huh. So um, a little bit uh, ghostly. I was in the yeah, yeah. in the appearance. Yeah, because I was thinking, of, you know, looking at and the frame is also well. Yeah, what, what about what is it about the frame? Oh yeah, I'm, I got the frame uh, made from uh, some wood carvers out for my d- design, mm-hmm. and this is the yeah this the, the demon father uh, in the sky, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the father in the sky, a little bit contemplative, and um, and here you have the the mother, which is like the the yeah, the earth, the life, the, and she has, she's like a sea creature in, mm-hmm. in a way, but she also has this, um, the the plants or the the wheat and the this. Oh yeah, sort of so like so a Demeter figure, or yeah, 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 yeah. something like this. Mm-hmm. And um, and she gives birth to the little uh, demon child, as you see. <laughs> Upside down, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he comes uh, comes out in the in the birthing. And here you have the like the earth and the plants stretching up towards the the beams of the sun, so it's all all connected like the yeah, yeah. that was thought about it. And yes, I think it's one of the 
most ni- nicest furnitures we've had. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's um, also a bit Viking inspired. Mm. There was also a frame I remember Odd had in, in, yes. in Bergen there in the Rasmus Meyer or, or yeah. Yeah, with the horse head. Yeah, I remember, remember and it, that one. It has like, this similar uh, shape on the frame. So mm-hmm. A little bit inspired by the Vikings. And also the color, this dark uh, stave church um, tar. like uh, Right. Uh, Have you heard about that, thing? though? It's it's a bit on a sideline, uh, side note, but apparently the, the stave churches in Norway are based on the, how the old uh, uh, temples, like Norse temples, were built. Okay, yeah. Yeah? No, I, I don't, oh, okay. I don't know. Whatever, yeah. But uh, I guess they're placed over the last, or um, usually all the churches are placed on this old temple grounds yeah, yeah. all over the world. So. Yeah. And, I think, and we'll get a little bit into that with mm. Mysticos, because it goes, uh, it's a, um, it's a, a typical practice of the church to do that, that you um, take over the, the old uh, places of worship mm. and put it in these cultic uh, places. Mm. Yeah, it's, you know, th- there's that, uh, uh, just dwelling a bit on that, there's this, I remember it was such a stupid thing, uh, it sounds very modern, uh, how, I forget who it is, I don't know, you probably heard that story where, I don't know if it was Saint Olaf or who, who you know, sort of christened, uh, christianized Norway, comes into this, uh, like, hof, you know, where they have the, the gods there, and then they've been putting, apparently, giving food to the figure. Uh, and then it sort of reveals it by pu- pushing it over and you see that there's rats inside eating. And you see it was all a lie uh, all the time, uh, uh, <laughs> all along, you know, uh, as if that was the actual uh, um, point. Of uh, uh, <laughs> but I, I think it's very interesting with, with this because um, it's uh, in the story of Ola, the, the holy or the... Mm. Um, it's, it's so many of these uh, encounters with the hidden culture where he is, is another story it's called Völsetotten uh, where he comes to this uh, farm somewhere in the mountains or something and and he's uh, he's called uh, he's um, hooded uh, called and he calls himself Grimer which is uh, the the hooded uh, uh, hooded man and he does reveal his true uh, persona and so he's invited by the, the family at the farm. And the, after the dinner, they pull out this um, linen cloth with, um, with this sacred um, horse penis, which is called Völse. And mm-hmm. it has been uh, packed in linen with different herbs and things. And they, and they send it around. So the husband says something about this uh, in honor to Wells and then I said it next to the other one and it goes around and then it comes to the servant girl who is the, the trell, the slave, the mm. slave girl and she says like she would like to put it between her legs or something and then it comes to Olav and he just throws it to the dog and uh, because he's like he doesn't like this kind of practice, mm. and then he pulls off his hood and says, uh, "I'm, I'm," uh, and shows his true identity as a king, and uh, Christians them or something. But, but I think it's, um, I think actually Snorre perhaps had a um, kind of mission to 
um, also show the remains of this hidden um, world wrapped into the story of the kings so that it would survive. That's a believe I have because oh. if you if you tell the story of the kings, then it will live and you can uh, pre preserve because mostly everything we know about uh, hidden uh, culture in Norway comes from true Snorre. And um, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's a psychological trick somehow yeah. to, to keep uh, knowledge alive. Yeah, so you, you uh -huh. honor the people in power and you hide in this um, the knowledge of the past. Well, that's the trick you have to use. Uh, uh, Stefan Zweig talks about it, uh, not when it comes to myth, but in the First World War when the, the French and the, the Germans should hate each other. Hmm. Then it was this French poet who wrote uh, uh, how you know he would uh, he would um, uh, say that they, they we should distance ourselves from the Germans mm. and talk about all those things that we were supposed to do but in a way that you understood that he made PR for that they should continue to be in contact okay uh. <laughs> and this um, Zweig then quotes him the whole length of the letter in the national newspaper so it so it continues mm. same time same type of Trick. Uh, uh, I, I think they used it a lot in. Uh, yeah. In. Um, Hiding it in plain sight. So yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And that's uh, because when you have um, so, yeah, this opposition so, or someone who will chase you, like the church, of course, they would they want to chase all the hidden people um or the, the hidden belief it's now no room for that so you have to go underground and you have to find ways to preserve it mm. and uh, i'm curious to know how you got into the whole idea of the mystic uh, culture mystery, mystery cults in the first place yeah it, it's a it's a long story but uh, i can uh, make it this short yeah, yeah i'll try <laughs> I started as um, I, I studied um, history of religion uh, at university, and I was uh, very interested in the Eastern uh, religions. And I, was, and I had this um, studied the Hinduism, and I had a professor who was speaking about these different gods in the in the Hindu pantheon. If you could, Called like that, mm. and uh, and um, but he, but this professor he was not very interested in the religion. He was more interested in this um, politics of religion, and um, and then in a in a by sentence he mentioned uh, Soma, which was uh, an Indian god, but it's also this uh, drink of immortality, and uh, and I thought, wow, this sounds very interesting. And then it just says like, uh, no, but uh, this is not important for us. So we'll talk about something else. And then I was just, well, Soma, uh, I want to know what, what this is. This is this drink of immortality. What's this? <laughs> so for some uh, reason, uh, that's uh, that, that, that uh, got to me. <laughs> and, uh, and so immediately after the lecture is over, I go to the library and I, and I search for Soma. And I find this book, it's called Soma. Divine Mushroom of Immortality. And I borrowed this and I read it. And it's by uh, Gordon Wasson. 
It's one of these, uh, the, the scholars in this uh, book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or the, is a mycologist uh, who, who wrote about, uh, about Soma, this Indian uh, god and, and uh, drink of immortality. Like the, it's called Amrita, or like the Ambrosia in Greece, or the, the exactly. nectar of the gods. Okay. And uh, basically he says that this... Uh, finds that this must be the Amanita muscaria, the, the fly agaric mushroom. And that's when I first got into it. And, um, and I didn't really um, get, um, it didn't really, I didn't understand it immediately. But then later I discovered an, another book by uh, John Allegro, who's a, a scholar of um, Semitic languages was one of the person on the team to translate the Dead Sea Scrolls that they found in Qumran in the 1950s. And uh, it was this, uh, the documents of the Essenes, this early, earliest form of uh, Christianity, which Jesus would have been a part of this community, and John the Baptist and all this. And then and this um, John Allegro, what he found that when he translated this text and he and he connected the the words and the and the titles and the sentences of the gospel, he found that this also was related to mushroom cults and um, and this also the the divine mushroom of uh, immortality also this that and he found out that Jesus basically was a mushroom that. The, the that's a, the sacrament of the Christian Church, and so, um, yeah. so that is just a, a symbol for that. Uh, uh, well, it's basically basically a drug, right? That yeah. leads you into another dimension, or yeah. Uh, yeah. or not necessarily a drug, but in this case, it would be yeah, yeah. a psychoactive uh, mushroom, mm -hmm. um, and um, and then it led me on to read more about it. And then I discovered this uh, theory about the uh, illusion mysteries, that uh, that they found out that this uh, um, drink that they drank in the illusion mystery, the kikion, that this also was uh, a psychoactive portion, and uh, that would uh, give the the initiates the the the, the mysteries of the mis of the mysterion or the the, the initiate yes um the mystic is the guy who, uh, the the initiate has the, his eyes and his lips are sealed and he is uh, blind to this world but when he experienced the mystery he he becomes someone who has seen uh, an apoptos the because he has seen the holy and it was called a tahira mm -hmm. or something yeah and and so so understood that this from this uh, this is the link to the to the mystical experience and um, and that this is um, basically the the fountain of culture and but, fountain but of uh, Western culture. Is there any also. any kind of idea of what that experience specifically was or was supposed to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's. Um, um, Aristotle, for example, he explains it as it's, a, it's more than an experience, than a learning. It's a, it's a, 
it's um, initiation into um, uh, I, I call it a sh- shamanic experience, perhaps, or or an entry okay. into the to the other world, into the world of myth, into the well, into, into the, the eternal perspective or the, yeah. the, the archetypical yeah. landscape yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's 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 uh-huh. where the uh, into the subconscious, if you like, or or the mm-hmm. the is extraordinary. It, is it something to do also with? Uh, I don't know, I, because you know quite a lot more about this than I do, but has it anything to do with the Jungian idea of the shadow and being united with it? Because yeah, you yeah. have to, because if not, it becomes destructive? Yeah, or? yeah I think so, yeah. Because uh-huh. it's, uh, it's, uh, it's like the, the other side of man. Yeah, but not necessarily the, the, the destructive side. But, no, 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 it's, it's not necessarily destructive. But no. but it's it's uh, it's not uh, this uh, not the rational. It's it's the realm of um, mm-hmm. uh, as Socrates said, it's like this um, the the realm of the perhaps said the divine madness that that we talked about this uh, the. Um, that it says that uh, the greatest blessings come to us as a madness, provided uh, madness is given to us by uh, as a divine gift, mm-hmm. and and so we we enter this, uh, we step over this threshold into an um, other part of reality, mm-hmm. if you like. Is it? I'm thinking about all the time um, Graham Hancock. Yes. Sir. I just read The Magicians of the Gods. Yeah. And he said, and you see him at Joe Rogan experience on the, on the, on the podcast, he, they talk, well, both of them are into, <laughs> to, well, uh, psycho-changing uh, drugs, or what did you call it? A psychoactive or... Uh, psycho, yeah, yeah. And that this mm. somehow should sort of catapult you into an, an experience of what it is to be an eternal... Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because it, it, it's a, it's a, it expands your consciousness, you can say, mm. and it, and it, and um, one of the things is just that that it, um, it, it, uh, it loosens you in a way from from your um, um, the way of um, of um, describing. Everything around you with uh, words. Mm-hmm. You can say that that you can you can experience uh, reality without classifying everything. But it, as you it, can say it like that, and then you get a completely different uh, experience of uh, of reality. Mm-hmm. Sebastian Salvo has been quite concerned with this idea of the Parsifal myth. Mm. Uh, just trying to test out what you're saying and to see if I understand it, uh, <clears throat> where long story short where he doesn't ask the question to the king why he's wounded mm. because he's behaving according to the rules of a knight mm. and therefore he's cast out of the castle like a goose get it, get it, go away you goose uh, this voice says mm. and the, the fault that he makes is that he adheres to the social rules mm. Mm. has it something to do with that that you sort of you come into a realm where the social rules just fall apart and it's uh, yeah, some sense of eternity yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I would say it's an, uh, it's 
in that realm you are you're outside of time you, you oh, okay yeah you you leave the there's no um conception of or concept of time you're mm. in the you are in the world of myth or in the world of uh, of uh, eternity yes mm. definitely and mm-hmm. and uh, and you can also experience this sense of because uh, that's where you have the 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 idea of um crucifixion this the as you have in the christian myth the the death and the resurrection and and that's also not only a Christian uh, belief, it comes from the other mystery cults as well, that, that you are, and in the Lucis also, because it's connected to this, the, the cycle of the, of the harvest, or the, because that's the yeah. basic basis of the illusion mystery, where you have Demeter, who is the, uh, her daughter Persephone. She's uh, she's a, it's an abduction of the maiden. That she's uh, she's out picking uh, a plant, Narcissus, I think, and then she's uh, ab- uh, abducted to the underworld to and has and is married to Hades, uh, and and this makes uh, uh, Demeter very very sad. Because she's lost her her daughter to the to the underworld, and so in in a way to yeah to to make the story shorter, then she uh, Zeus makes a deal with Hades to get her back to life, uh, but she can only come back for certain months, and that and that is uh, like the. Um, myth of the origin of the harvest or the, mm-hmm. or the seasons or the so you um, and that's also a, a resurrection is a fertility fertility myth of the of the the death of the grain and the resurrection of it and which is of course uh, very important for civilization this uh, and also but it's also a spiritual death, also this uh, that you experience in the mystery. Mm-hmm. That you, as you, you have, um, you're born again, basically, to, and you and you see the the world with new new eyes. So, uh, but speaking of the the, the well, the Dead Sea Scrolls, right? Yes, that you mentioned. Uh, that's where you have the the Gospel according to Thomas, isn't it? Where they talk about, uh, or it's written that if you, well, if you're feeling good right now, then you are in paradise here and now. It's not something on the other side of existence, and you have to pass the uh, whatever clerics of the church to get in there. I mean, I was thinking about that when when you, you know. Yeah, because the the Gnostics, uh, I think the Gospel of Thomas is more like a Gnostic uh, right. gospel, and, and I think they did not. They, it was not found with uh, with uh, Dead Sea Scrolls, if I'm correct. I think it was found another place. I think it's part of this Nag Hammadi literature, oh, if, if yeah. I'm right. But but oh, okay, it, but yeah. it's but uh, but the Gnostic um, Church is very connected with these mystery cults. I think it's very mixed together with it uh, later and mm. and also that they have this uh, that they share more ideas with this and, right. and it's more this personal um, experience with the 
with uh, with God. Mm. And um, and I think it's quite re- relevant there to uh, uh, Campbell. Talk, Joseph Campbell talks about that in uh, one of the lectures on on the um, Arthurian legends. This the where he talks about uh, he mentions gnosis. I didn't know. It, apparently, it comes from Sanskrit and it means body. Hmm. And that really resonated with me because I've been th- thinking about it for a long time. That uh, you know, if we're talking about sort of the purely mental health issue here, um, you can read about things and think about things, but if you don't know it with your body, uh, it doesn't really help. No, and and and, yeah. and it's also. Is this uh, uh, this this experience that it's uh, it, it is in a way a bodily experience, or or is more it's a it's a deeper experience. It's not an intellectual knowledge. Mm. It's an experience that you have to. Um, yeah, it, it's on a, on a deeper level level, I think, and and of course the body is the vehicle of. Spiritual transformation, as I said, in mm-hmm. in the in tantra or yoga, that's why why you do this. I think that's interesting also that that you are uh, in these traditions you are you're a practitioner, but in the in the church you're only a believer. So it's like yeah. you, you actually do you have to do some work. <laughs> you're not only you know just sit there and pray. But then uh, they, they, you can also pray, but but it's more. You, you have different techniques. You do meditation. You you breathe. You 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 do things to to get this knowledge, which is a a deeper knowledge than, uh, than just uh, intellectual understanding. But what was that connection between Eleusian uh, mysteries and there are basically mystery cults? All around the world. I mean, it's not like yeah. a specifically Western thing no. at all. No, um, no, because you have. Um, um, I say we we are Indo-European people, and the Indo-European people come. Well, uh, they come from. Um, I think it's a debate where they come from exactly, but but you have this. Uh, uh, movement from the from India. You had this, the the Aryan people who came into India with the with the Vedic culture, and and there you had this the the Soma cult, which uh, also goes into uh, Iran and to the or the Persian uh, to the Persian Magis and the, this Surastir uh, Surastism and and there you had the Mitras. Uh, the Mitras uh, cult that that also comes to Rome and and the other Lucian mystery are the the Egyptian mysteries or the Isis mystery or and um, so we have these mystery cults all around in the in this area in the Middle East or mm. Mediterranean mm. and they're, they're, and and they're connected so and similar in the way that. It seems like that the, they're similar because they have the sacrament, which is the the means to get um, to get this experience, and also we have the. 
But are they talking about this type of psychoactive drug uh, yeah, in yeah. all of those mystery yeah, cults? Yeah, yeah. But then, of course, obviously, it was uh, controlled the, use, yeah, <laughs> usage yeah. of it. Yeah, but, and, and, and this, is, this is the theme of the myths. Like you have in, uh, in Mitras, you have the Mitras is the, the, the slayer of the bull. And he, he slays the bull. And uh, that's how it's depicted in all, the, all this... Uh, there is uh, what's called Mitraeum, where this is uh, subterranean chambers where they had the, the rituals, and he is also is depicted as this uh, young man uh, mounting a bull and and stabbing it, and uh, and the blood pours out, and there's this uh, snake and a dog licking the blood, and anyway, this and they they, were, they drank the bull's blood, and the bull's blood is is. Um, Obviously a metaphor. So so they they didn't drink actually bull's blood, mm-hmm. but they did in a way. But but you have to understand what the, the bull's blood actually was, mm-hmm. and and that is, is what this um, uh, theory is that this was a psychoactive mushroom because it's a it's a symbol for the for the mushroom as Jesus is the you drink the blood of Jesus. You eat his flesh, and uh, or or in uh, with the Dionysus, you you also uh, he's also um, mushroom in a way. I would say, or he represents because it's, this, it's a, a metaphor for the agent that delivers you into that. to the other world. Yeah, yeah. In, in, into the ecstasy, or, and I know this word ecstasy means actually to go out of your body. Yes, and, ecstasy. And it, it, it's shamanic. Basically, it mm. comes from a, a shamanic tradition, ancient, uh, with its initiations in the caves, where, where, and you had uh, cave paintings that were used uh, in a way to, to, to make this, uh, or help to make this uh, experience with the, and and uh, and the theater also Dionysus also the 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 god of the theater and mm-hmm. the theater was also in the beginning uh, a shamanic um, yeah a shamanic yeah I, I read about that and that really uh, affected me and they also drank a portion before the the, the they had to drink the drink before they watched the theater uh-huh. and it was a shaman to amp- who, amplify their experience so yeah, to yeah, speak yeah. yeah so yeah that that's a connection and. Uh, this idea that when you're now we're sitting in the theater we're trying to be you know quiet and not cough and these things uh, <laughs> but, but I mean the, 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 the uh, vantage point of it is that like Campbell is talking about that a ritual is the participation in the myth in mm. the eternal situation mm. and then that sort of becomes codified into what we call theater but it still serves that function or is supposed to serve that function uh-huh. I mean just think about it, if you sort of you know fast forward to our time where everything within culture or you know what is called art uh, says thou shalt be in thine time mm-hmm. and that must be the exact opposite of yeah, yeah, yeah. what you're talking about yeah, definitely definitely and and also with the with the shamans in the cave if you go back to this uh this uh, caves in France it was a Chauveau uh, cave, something mm-hmm. like this. We have these paintings, and the other painting of the shaman is uh, 
changing um, what you call it when you, you change, shift the hum uh, you change your shape like turn yeah, an sh- animal sh- or whatever shape, yeah. Uh, shifting yeah. Yeah. yeah and and this and it's a, you see and it was used to magnify this experience to with mm. the, the the torches and the the paintings and well you heard about that little figure they found in somewhere in germany i think it's like this this tall it's a it's a human figure with a lion's yeah. head Okay, no. Or some I kind of, uh, yeah. yeah. Just can't think of it when you when you said it. But um, but um, but uh, but they used paintings already then mm. in this way yeah, to, a... to 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 make this uh, just like the theater, I would say. And uh, ah, and yeah. this we have lost uh, very much today. Yeah, and I think that's a degenerate way of thinking. This that you know, I'm doing painting. Oh, and he's writing novels, and he's doing that. This is just versions of storytelling. Hmm. And if you shall shall really create craft stories that are affect people, you have to know that the point of that in the first place was to throw you out into some kind of eternal perspective. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and 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 in the, and the Greek poetry, it was it was performed with the music. And um, okay, so and what so, what does that imply? Do you mean then? No, I think that it was more like an experience, a very very. It was uh, maybe almost like a theater, more more uh, uh, profound. Mm. Though poetry can also be profound without uh, music, but it, it was very. Like a full experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that that kind of reminds me of what were they performing? I don't know if it was, was Bach in some church, and they have the organ there had this extra sort of bass tone, but you don't hear it, you just feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the story was that, you know, everybody afterwards was like, oh, this was such a great experience. You know, the point then being that they felt the vibration hmm. of, the, of it in... And therefore, they yeah, yeah. liked it even more. And also, the the temples they were also constructed in in a, in a way. It's a, it's a, it's a guy who's written a lot about his um, Egyptian temples, how they are constructed in a way to to work both with sound and um, and uh, it it works on many different layers, both with with the psychological level and. Mm. Uh, and the uh, archetypical levels, all this to to create this lasting impression mm. of uh, eternity, or, or that to uh, to make the it's a it's a you know this um, uh, macro micro cosmos this yeah. so that you can experience that it's a it's a temple of man, and you, and you are the you experience to this to you are the cosmic man. This, that's the goal of the, the this initiation to understand this through the through the physical. That's the that's the construction um, of the temple. Yeah, and that's the situation in uh, Moby Dick with the Pip lying out at sea there alone, his little head on the water, mm. and it describes how it is becomes. A, sort of a mirror of the sun on its firmament so the sun and his head are the same thing and that makes it <laughs> quite yeah. ground right yeah. Yeah. Uh, but and I think that, that then you're talking about not I don't know what Melville knew about these things but but uh, that's what you're talking about then or that, that's what I'm trying to well we can we could try to relate it also to your your self-portrait here 
that that how you know why is this not just sort of cultural historical interesting but how can you also actually use it to to in your work i mean it's not talking about necessarily illustrating exactly what you're talking about but this mindset mm -hmm. yeah because you don't have to necessarily only paint the, the myths or the or the right. though you can but but it's uh, well the point is that it, that there's an internal quality about it yes uh, yeah. i I, th i think uh, the painter is this mediator between the like uh, between these realms and that you can use that to yeah of, of course i think also it can you don't necessarily need to be and initiate into the mystery but you can of course that could be could well, be great but um, well they can be different paths into that yeah 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 one of the concepts that really goes directly against what you're saying is this idea that we've learned in the in the west and has spread to the whole world this idea about the so-called aesthetical indifference that well it's mm. the thing about sitting in the theater i'm watching a theater now or a mm. theater play now mm. And you yeah, uh, don't take part in it. No, no, exactly. No. It says you and what you're saying, uh, seeing are completely separated, mm. and that's kind of this. And then, th but, this but then you then you have uh, failed, I would say, as a director, <laughs> or, well, or uh, if you if you can't. Yeah, create, but uh, then th that's the idea. Yeah. And you can say you, if you should be really harsh, then the audience has also failed, because yeah, yeah. you have that. Gargoyle. I've been so concerned with that term now. The gargoyle scaring you from entering the mythical space, uh, and if you sort of shun away from that, you sort of didn't pass the test. But I don't know if I, I mean, but I'm going too far with that. Um, I mean, I, I remember seeing Othello in Vienna, and they tried all they could to sort of you know make it so-called modern, uh, but the actors were so good and so convincing. That I was, I was just shocked by how how he could trick Otella one one more time. You know, I thought, yeah. it, thought he had understood it now, but uh, it and, happened again. And it is magic. Mm. It's and and I think mm. that can be compared to painting. That yeah. that painting painters sh are or should be magicians, because you know? yeah. because we use tricks, yeah. like you talk about with uh, um, being painterly. That's mm. also it's, it's tricks. You know, because you you don't paint exactly what is there. You give hints Ex yeah. of, of you know you you yep. take what's important yep. and you leave out yeah. what's not important and, and you trick the mind into 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 getting into the into the painting. Like with um, if because um, if you paint um, and that, and that's also the problem of the painter, I guess that that you. Your brain always uh, fixes it, you know, for you. <laughs> so you get blind, you know. Mm, so it, mm. it, it may look, be completely wrong, but you, but you, but you don't see it when you looked too much on it. Mm. And this is also the that's a great tool for the painter, but it's also what he has to <laughs> fight against all the time. Yeah, yeah. But but it, it's uh, acting, and it's like and also an actor. Um, a good actor, he will act it. He doesn't have to, uh, you know, 
do it. Uh, like my uh, my my stepfather, he is a uh, actor and a fi- worked as a film director, and he told me a story about some um, hol- uh, famous Hollywood actors who were playing a film, and um, um, and uh, and there was one scene where where they, had, they were supposed to have been running. And uh, they were supposed to be very tired from running. Mm. And this one guy has, one actor has been running around uh, the block, and he comes in very sweaty and tired. Mm. Mm. And uh, and the other actor is just like, um, "Oh, why are you so uh, tired? Or why are you so sweaty?" And he just, "No, I, I've been uh, running so to pre- prepare for the scene." Mm. And the other actor says, "Well, you're an actor. Why don't you just act it?" <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's uh, <laughs> so I think pe- uh, painters can do something about it. Mm-hmm. They, they can. It's it's trickery in a way. Yeah, you know, so like that's what I'm thinking about art. You know, like modern art is kind of like a fast food solution. You know, oh, you want some truth? Here it is. You know, you can just take it. I made mm-hmm. some art today. I made some truth today. <laughs> uh, and uh, that's what what uh, that uh, Russian Malevich is doing when he's saying that this black square is the essence of Rembrandt. And you think, you know, it's like if you think it's that easy, you can just oh, here's the essence of the whole human existence. Okay, fine, here it is. You know, you can watch it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. It's a completely absurd, absurd uh, situation. But I'm thinking these two. Uh, and it's you know to one sided obviously, uh, but that's what makes that eerie scene in The Shining, you know when she comes and sees what he's been writing, on the on the machine, mm. and it's, it's, it says all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, and I think that does a quite effective illustration of what happens if it's. You know, all temporal, all so-called rational. Because you're not rational if you don't take into consideration that we have a body and we have emotions. Right? Uh, I would, uh, the rationality is irrational. Because, <laughs> yeah, alone. Yeah. Uh, because because it, it's more to it. Hmm. To be, um, it's only, uh, only half, half of man, hmm. I would say. Hmm. That is... Um, and this is what uh, Dionysus represents. This um, um, this uh, the wild. This it comes from Nisa. This is uh, the 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 other world. This um, where oh, the yeah. the nymphs uh, live. The this silence live. This uh, these creatures of the other world, and they are also part of us. And um, And through the, say through the wine, or through the, the, or if you say through the bull's blood, drinking the bull's blood, or drinking the blood of Christ, we can uh, um, enter into this other mm. and experience this other part of reality. And that's where you have all those ideas of uh, the hero. Uh, Coming into a castle or into the mountain or something like that, and um, then yeah, the, spending um, time with the goddess, and you know, in bed, yeah. and then that, mar- that that's a weird uh, symbol. And do you have, because you have it, of course, it's quite sexual. Mm. But in the same time, she, uh, um, as Campbell is talking about, she 
symbolizes uh, uh, the world for him, or what what he can understand about the world, or, or that he can get some kind of a control or insight into how the world mm. functions by uniting with her. Mm. Or yeah, with yeah. The, and the, and the, it's um, it's all sexual. Yeah. All the mythology, all the religion. It's it's um, ultimately fertility cults. And and it is because and and that's uh, it's a sexual union of these uh, principles mm. of the. In what way would that apply to Christianity? Because are you, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, yeah. you've said uh, that that Christianity, at least in the beginning, was was a uh, sort of mystery cult. Yeah, well, that, or grew out in, of the, yeah, it's the was it the the cult that Jesus would have been a part of, as were the Essenes. They were like a Jewish messianic, uh, um, bit extremist uh, cult, uh, healers, magicians, very, uh, very different from the from the idea we get of Jesus in uh, in the Gospels. But the early Christian um, myth is very, you know, connected with the. Mitras and Dionysus, like you have the, the name as John Allegro, he showed this uh, by going back to the Sumerian sources. You have the, the name of Jesus in the, uh, broken down to Sumerian, then it is because uh, his name is Joshua. Jesus is a Greek name, and uh, and um, his name is uh, Joshua in, in uh, Hebrew. And that uh, and we take back to um, Sumerian. That is Yahushua, uh, uh, and uh, Dionysus is Yahunuasus, or something like this. So it's, it's basically the same name when you come back to wow. this this uh, era. It's mm. so and um, and the Christian actually mean is. Uh, Christos, it's also a Greek name, but it means uh, it's translated as anointed, or but that actually means uh, semen smeared. So you're smeared in semen, uh-huh. and the semen is the it's the it's the juice of fecundity. That that was the name of Zeus or Jehovah. That's what it also means when it translated back to this this uh, early Sumerian sources. Wow. So so we have this fertility cults. And mushroom cults, and the mushroom is the perfect symbol of this because it's it's a it's born of a virgin birth. It, it's because uh, they didn't know uh, the ancients uh, like uh, Plinius. He talks about mushrooms that they're one of the great marvels of the world because no one knows uh, where they come from. They just come out of the earth, and they they're born like an egg, uh, and from the womb. And then you get the the, the stem, the mm. borer, or the the bolt, uh, and then you have the the cap, the canopy. That uh, and this is the ancient name of the mushroom from Sumerian is the the the, the canopy that uh, holds up uh, the the sky or something like this. And so so it's a very fertility cult and and the mushroom cult, and you have like. Uh, Kain and Abel is the the name means the the womb and the and the borer or the the the, the bolt 
And they have uh-huh. Jesus is the, the is son of a carpenter, but it in, in the, the text is his son of a harmonides, is the which is the is a is a joiner. The harmonides is a, is a harmonizer, is a joiner, is a joiner of the the bearer and the burden, and it's also you know the the, the and they they have the cross also. <laughs> it's it's wow. uh, it's very very. Uh, interesting and uh, and um, and there's also this other uh, sentence from the Gospels, I think, where, where they say that um, that the Jesus is a is a is a stumbling block to the Jews or a scandalon and um, and. Um, um, and a folly to the Gentiles, to the to the Greeks, and scandalon is is another word for the is the bolt, and uh, um, and the folly that's in Greek moria, which is uh, it's um, it's also a, it's a it's a rock I think something like this. So so you have this symbol uh, it's written like uh, so, John Allegro talks about it it's written uh, in yes it's that the ancients wrote the text in different layers and you have this the, the top of the story is the is the is for the lowest kind of wit and then you have the, the more layers where you interchange words and it's word plays and all this and so you have a official story the mythology story which is you know, just uh, absurd. That, then, can, that people then, make fun of today. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, yeah, and, and then they why, show that uh, they have not so much. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, and that's why people can't people can't believe in it today. You know, they can't mm. take uh, religion seriously because mm. it's just um, uh, with with science, then it becomes impossible. Mm. And then because they don't understand that it's not it's not literally in that sense. Mm. Or, the, or the first level of the story is not literally, mm. but if you know the symbol symbols, you can understand it literally. If you know the symbols, like with the bulls' blood of Mithras, which is like, if you know uh, what it means to drink bulls' blood, then you know it's not the bull of the blood. No, no, the, the, the blood, the, the, blood, blood. <laughs> the bull, <laughs> but it, but it is a symbol of the. Mm. Uh, blood spill. Well, it, it's, no, blood spill. <laughs> <laughs> Take some more wine. Uh, um, but, yeah, but then you're talking about you're talking about Christ, yeah. not as a you know person or yeah figure, well, well, but the, as, you, as the a symbol of if you accept this um, uh, or what mediates and throws you into that internal realm. It's it's the son of God, mm. and uh, because uh, it's it's the he is the is the mushroom that is uh, grown out oh. from the seed of of uh, of God, who is the yeah. the this, the juice of fecundity of the divine thunder penis, which is also called in <laughs> in. Uh, is is well, Ye- Jehovah? Uh, what's it called? Uh, the Lord is, is Sebaoth, I think mm. it's called, and and is is uh, translated as the Lord of Hosts. But this is also John Allegro says that this is also means that basically the thundercock, 
<laughs> so, so it's uh, the the juice of the uh, juice of a candy of the can- tender cook, <laughs> and, and this creates the mushroom through the through the um, um, impregnation of the mm. of the mother goddess, the yeah. earth, and this is the son of God that you that is the mediator who or the joiner who joins man with divinity, and then you get. "Quote unquote pregnant or, or something, a new life is added or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I mean, that that uh, yeah, probably you get connected with the source. You know, if you can call it like that, through the yeah, through, through the Eucharist or to the to the to the sacrament. Or. But the, uh, yeah, that gives a bit of new light to, to to some things that I noticed in Campbell. This idea about um, and that is not yet another." thing that is is uh, sort of a cliche and it's <coughs> according to what you're saying now uh, it becomes really apparent to me that it's really misunderstood you know you, you know you have this term uh, to kill <coughs> to kill your father yeah, yeah and people think yeah yes i'm going to distance myself and be myself and um, all these things but <coughs> what campbell is talking about is you think that you and the father is are two different things but then suddenly you know i'm the in the in the course of the hero's journey, you understand that you and the father are the same, mm. and therefore he dies because he was never something other to you. And when you're talking about Jesus uh, in that sense, it's the same way thing that happens to him. He and the father becomes one. The father is not something up there, and he is down here. But they melt together yeah, yeah, when yeah, he rises yeah. to heaven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you 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 become the father when you kill yeah. your father, <coughs> yeah. or or you. Yeah, but but it's not. Uh, yeah, then you have to think the metaphor yeah. again. It's not killing, but it no, is no, no, just yeah. emerging, uh, yeah. and therefore the what you thought was the other is not the the other anymore. You really re- you realize your potential. Yeah, which is uh, ultimately. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's no limitations. It's but what happens then with? Um, uh, you, you talked about uh, before we started recording this, this about this idea of how the when the church was established and the sort of the institution takes over and sort of comes yeah, in yeah. as these gatekeepers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's that's very important uh, to to talk about because the the this yeah as, as he says Karl Pirac this uh, is his book uh, here or one of the, his other books. Yeah, this is about the Ulysian mysteries, yeah. and it, and it talks about how these these uh, old mysteries are they differ, sorry, very much for the from the Christian mystery in that these other mysteries they were they were tolerant, they tolerant to other mysteries. Mm. They had no problem to live side by side, but uh, Christianity it was original. In the sense that it claimed originality, <laughs> yeah, so, so they, they they were the only way to salvation, mm. and they and they uh, what you said they they persecuted yeah. all the other um, ways to salvation, or the other ways to mystical experiences. So the the mystery of Eleusis was uh, eventually closed. The the Mitra's cult went underground. The 
Gnostics were, you know, followed and uh, or chased and killed for centuries. And uh, so it became an underground um, current or movement. And I think this, it seems like that this, uh, all these ancient mystery traditions in a way has, and the Gnosticism has in a way joined together in a, um, throughout history and been this undercurrent that has... I mean, you mean uh, after the, the, uh, Christian yeah, comes after on the, the stage, stage, they yeah. more or less merge together as sort of like one yeah, common yeah, mystery yeah, cult or... Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. that these okay. traditions or, or, the, or the remnants of the, or remains of these traditions have, okay. have gone together and survived in, in, uh, into, into modernity. In, or into the Renaissance, where they rediscovered uh, antiquity and they rediscovered uh, Hermes uh, Trismegistus and uh, and yeah, this uh, hermetical um, revival, uh, and you had uh, and you found Plato and you found all the all the Greek philosophers and and it. Uh, and and then it had happened this explosion of mm. this um, this uh, thought that I I think is it was an explosion of the rediscovery of the mysteries. But then that means that this whole mystery idea is is another term for individualism, or yeah, yeah, I think so, and and uh, and. Uh, yeah, because the, the, that's that's very difference between the when the the church acts as this mediator, that you know the pope is the the the. Um, well, he has the keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he's like God's representative on earth. Mm. I can think, isn't it? I think that's what he calls himself. Mm. And. Uh, it's quite pretentious, but, yeah. Yeah, very very much. <laughs> And he has this crazy hat and all yeah. the. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. and and uh, but but in the mystery tradition, then everyone was even the slaves could come mm-hmm. and be a part, and they could experience. They could. You and the father are yeah, one. Yeah, it's, it's, that's amazing. And that, that's in the that, Gnosticism too. It's, it's in, yeah. and that's what Christ teaches also. He, he and that's 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 um, uh, what's the paradox here that that uh, uh, if we go back to John Allegro, he says it's this you know this um, famous um, words that Jesus says that um, on this uh, rock I shall build my church. He says to Peter, mm. his uh, follower. And and this is also a, a coded sentence. Like it's uh, because Peter he was called uh, Kephas. It was his uh, like the uh, title in the Essene community, like an overseer in the in this community. And Kef- and uh, and his name was Peter. And Kephas means rock, and Peter because from Greek Petros means mm. rock. So it's like on this uh, rock, I shall build my church, and um, and it's basically that the church is built on the rock is built on, and the rock is a symbol of the mushroom. So it's it's a the 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 church is built on Christ, the mushroom, mm-hmm. 
and the and the, and the union through Christ is not through the church. Exactly. And uh, and this is what the mystics have taught from uh, or tried to. They they kept it as a secret throughout the the throughout history and tried to maintain this. And they have been uh, persecuted, burned on the stakes, uh, killed, and because um, that's a heretic. Yeah. Because the church wants to hold this for themselves, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's very different from the mystery. I think that because um, this is something that all men should um, have, I believe, or have mm. the right. To, to have the this uh, direct experience. Well, is that it sounds a bit similar to what what Campbell is talking about when it comes to the the Knights of the Round Table. Mm. He he uses that example a lot where they are they uh, shall go and search for the Holy Grail. Yeah, yeah. And then they say, uh, one of them says, each man shall go into the forest on the in the spot that is most frightening to him. And that is absolutely an individual approach to, you know, enlightenment or whatever you, you'd like to mm. call it. Right? Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. But 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 is that connected also to the idea of of gnosis? Because Camel talks about how gnosis goes back to Sanskrit and means body. Mm. I'm just trying to understand how this goes together. Uh, the, I've been really concerned with this thing that you have to understand things through your body not just intellectually because if not it doesn't uh, there's no connection yeah, yeah. and with those mystery cults that was you know of course sort of a uh, well psychoactive as you say uh, uh, awakening but it goes directly to in your body hmm. so in that sense it's it's not just an intellectual travel but it's essential experience it's more than intellectual yeah and, and you have the the and and that is uh, that that is what uh, the yogis do. I would say, mm. that if you go to to um, to India, where you you have the the all these practices to because um, they explain it in a, in a way that that you have. Um, um, okay, ultimately, you are this, I talked about this that you are this ultimate. Uh, consciousness mm-hmm. that has, in a way, limited yourself, so that you can experience the world through the uh, through the matter and through the Maya or through the this uh, veil or veil of um, of uh, matter, and then and then the the practice is to unfold again. And to to get into this realization, mm. and that you do through the body, and it, and it's a, it's a, it's a, and you cannot understand this intellectually, and you cannot understand the mystery intellectually. It's it's a it's a, the mystery has to be experienced. That's why you cannot talk about it. And, and the the words like the the. Um, the mistress that has the his lips sealed and says bombs the word. But is the, that a, a metaphor, or did they actually symbolically 
Yeah, yeah, close to Mount somehow or yeah maybe I'm not sure oh, okay, but but, yeah. it, but it was uh, in any case it's a metaphor uh, or, uh, and yeah. and they were not allowed to speak about it mm. because it was punishable mm. by death mm. and uh, but it, but but anyway you cannot speak about it mm. even even if you try <laughs> I think that's what the, the mystics mystics have always uh, mm. you have to talk about mm. it through symbols and and mm. uh, and try to lead. Uh, uh, people in, into it, but I don't think you can. You cannot explain the. Well, I mean, it's the, the, the experience I, because it's an experience. It's not. A, it's not. A, uh, you cannot document it in that sense. No, no, no. I mean, it's, a, it's that joke where you want to show someone how romantic your dinner was with your wife was, and you film it. Uh-huh. To show how, how <laughs> romantic it was, yes, uh, no, <laughs> it doesn't no, work. It doesn't work. No, no. <laughs> but um, there's one point I wanted to, to hear you talk about uh, because you did mention it when we had our preparatory conversations. Okay. This thing about how, if I understood you correctly, that they would, and I guess throughout time and different cultures, use uh, images as part of this initiation. I don't know, like in addition to to you know drinking the kikion, yeah. or or uh, or that it would serve the same function, or I I don't know if they did it in the Greek um, mystery, I don't know, but uh, they had the initiation rites there, but where you went, uh, it was uh, uh, you had to prepare for the for the mystery, and then it was uh, uh, like a, a lesser mystery that take place in the in February while the main mystery was in mm. September and it was in this month of Antesterian I think it was called it the flower month but you were like a student then preparing to go yeah yeah, yeah. So, so, so you had to you had to have a, a preparation a smaller mystery before you went to the bigger mystery mm. and that was probably so that you uh, similar to the this Dionysian Mystery of the of the maenads, uh, how, uh, how they went into the mountains and p- picked the mushrooms and mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, went uh, mad. <laughs> but uh, but uh, but in in uh, in uh, Tibet, they used uh, they used uh, it's a good example for how they used uh, paintings for initiation. Where you had the mandalas, you had the uh, paintings of uh, different deities the, or the different aspects of deities that represent different uh, different um, aspects of God or of of the of the spiritual journey. Uh, mm. So you can use them as a uh, to to meditate on and to and to and to learn. But in I mean, am I reading too much into it when I, well, I guess it's self-evident that part of this experience is that you get away from the restraints of the time. I mean, you, 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 you mentioned... Um, yeah, because time is unimportant yes. when it comes to, comes to this uh, work, if you can call it, mm-hmm. because cause you, you, are, um, you go out of time. You go into into a different or another kind of uh, time mm. where you have um, um, yeah there is no concept of time. Mm. 
And I think that's what also you see in great paintings or great uh, sculptures or great literature, is that it's it's not contemporary. It's not temporal. I mean, then then it's this idea of uh, that I I, uh, realized lately is, you know, the persona, the mask of the actors. That is that first level that you've been talking about, what seemingly is happening in story. That's the persona. Mm. But then behind that, and perhaps there's another one, uh, behind that there has to be some kind of archetypical uh, figure or something that functions archetypically Mm. so that you... you, um, you become aware of these things, mm. and you don't uh, get lost in just you know pursuing temporal uh, issues. Mm. And and you had this in I think in the um, this uh, in t- uh, early Italian uh, uh, what's it called the uh, mask the Italian mask so the mask theater or what is mm-hmm. we have this uh, archetypical different characters with the masks. Mm-hmm. That are that are the the masks of the of the carnival, and you have this uh, Il Dottore or this uh, Bauta or this different um, uh, archetypical characters that are always in the um, in the play. Mm. I don't know if that's similar. Mm. But how um, can you say some, something more about the Renaissance? Yeah. Like, like, how, how did I mean? Did, do you know? Uh, yeah, we, we we can talk about because uh, this uh, how this mystery cult survived into the Renaissance yeah. and how and yeah. how we know that yeah. they did because they, they you have um, we can talk about Titsen and uh, and because uh, also this uh, Karl Pirac, this uh, great scholar. Mm-hmm. Who talks about yes different uh, examples of paintings from Renaissance? Yes, more early Renaissance is uh, Jan van Eyck in this. Um, um, the, the well, he mentions that, mentions that in in this. No, book. no, it's a different book. But okay. uh, but I, I can give the the name of it mm. in the, uh, later. But but yeah. it's uh, you have this uh, Jan van Eyck. Uh, what is it, Santa Bath's uh, Cathedral or something in in the uh, Netherlands, mm-hmm. where has this uh, um, altarpiece there, with uh, much of this symbolism of the of uh, of these mystery cults that had uh, survived really? the classical elite. Yeah. And, and you and you you're not sort of just uh, trying to find it in there. It's actually refers yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah very very very. Very visible, and you have with Matthias Grunewald the this painting in the Isenheim altarpiece, mm, the with, uh, uh, and that's full of um, um, mushroom mythology. In, uh, in, what, in, it, in what way? In um, and you, you can see it in um, some examples. You see the the rising Christ. That's the most obvious. How it's portrayed, almost like a, a mushroom with his, his white. White uh, stem of a body, and it mm. comes out, and there's this big uh, um, halo of of the the mushroom cap, and it also, but but more maybe revealing is uh, on this other um, p- parts of the of this because it, it's it's an altarpiece of there's many um, uh, 
you could call it doors so that yeah. you can open it up for, for different yeah. occasions of the of the Christian calendar. And uh, and you have one uh, scene that depicts like the Virgin with her with the the chamber pot with the urine. And we should talk more about urine because that's that's a very important. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. And um, and and you also have another scene with uh, Saint Anthony where he has this basically a bad trip where he's visited <laughs> by all these uh, these uh, monsters. <laughs> And and also another another scene where he's out in the wilderness with That's Saint a, uh, Jerome, and there and there you see actually the mushroom, and and you have the the raven spread, the raven that comes with the with bread in his mouth. You've probably seen it in many paintings, just uh, with Jerome, Saint Jerome. You have the raven, oh, yeah, yeah, bread, yeah. and and I... raven spread is a name for the mushroom. So, what? Yeah, that's. Uh, and also, when you see all the, all these uh, saints in the wilderness, very typical motif, and you have this little uh, red hat that uh, that because uh, yeah, yeah. they always have red hat. Oh, but no, this is no, also no. the the cap of the mushroom, I'm sure. And, <laughs> and um, but yeah, but the chamber pot uh, because this can bring us to this other example, which is um, a painting by Titian, the Bacchanal of the Andrians. Oh yeah, and and uh, and this is. Uh, Really, uh, peace mythology. <laughs> if we can call it like that, because now, um, but I'll, I'll give some background story to it first. Yeah. Because um, when we talk about Amanita muscaria, the fly garrick, the the which is the a mushroom, mushroom. Yeah, yeah, okay. the the red with the white dots, the the most famous mushroom that mm. is uh, we all know. This it's. Uh, is widely used among used among Siberian shamans, and and the thing with um, Amnita muscaria is that when you eat it, it um, it can be a little bit bad for your stomach. But what happens? It's a process in uh, your body where you turn one of this. It's called uh, I think it's ibutenic acid. I think or not too wrong and it and and through the process of the body turns it into muskimol which is not so unpleasant for the body mm-hmm. so usually the shamans would eat it and uh, and the people would drink his urine to get because uh, it's still active when you drink the urine and uh, or they would collect it from uh, deer who would eat it or a reindeer and there were santa claus and all this but i'm not talking about all that <laughs> But 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 yes, but but this in in the bacchanal of the Andrians, you can see that that um, that this this is very uh, you have uh, Dionysus the, the the child, this young child Dionysus who is is peeing into the river, and you have Ariadne I think who is lying on the on the yeah. on the ground, and. Uh, and the river goes, you know, through the painting here, and then you have these people who are collecting the the divine water, you know, and, uh, and they yeah, pour yeah, it yeah, into yeah. these uh, drinking vessels, and it goes back <laughs> in the background, and they pour it into the glasses of the yes. of the of the uh, of the of the participants in the or- orgy, mm. in a way, and they mm. and they drink it and. Um, and to make it more clear, you have this uh, 
they, they have they're, they're reading this uh, paper there uh, two of the, the women and when you go closely into it you see there is a it's a melody it's a song that they are singing and the lyrics are also written there and it says that uh, the one who or if if you have drunk but not drinking again or something like this you don't know what drinking is and this is a reference to this that you you have to drink it again oh you know, you, the piss yeah you you, well, eat, well, the, you eat the mushroom yeah, and yeah. you drink it uh, again oh, so it's like so. fermented mushroom yeah the, it's uh, you, you have to yeah, yeah you have to drink it twice mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so so and, and that's a, that's a, you know that's a, it was made for what was it uh, Alfonso the Este I think the Duke mm. of Ferrara in mm. this yeah this private uh, gallery that was made for by painted by Tizen so you know that this it was these people were initiated so it has survived for uh, into the Renaissance. And yeah. many more examples of that. In that case, we're talking about not just sort of having heard a little bit about it, but knowing, yeah, the, the, knowing quite a bit yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, and they have probably been initiated as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the, these mystery cults went underground, but were still uh, alive. Yeah. alive. Yeah. Yeah. Among, right. And it's also the, the um, Knights uh, Templar, when they, they came to Jerusalem, they probably also was encountered with the Mitras cult and the Gnostic cults and uh, and uh, yeah, it has been been kept alive through also nobility and mm. and and the classical elite of the of the of the church mm. and the, and monks probably also mm. but uh, but they were very you know very they didn't want anyone else to have the um, access to the mystery. Uh, then you would get burned at stake. Mm. Yeah, this uh, also the also the Jewish uh, mystics of the the um, of the these Kabbalists of the Middle Ages. Like it's a very funny story, but but this uh, Abraham Abulafia, he was a, a Jewish mystic living in Spain, and he was. He was, uh, I think, he, if I remember correctly, he was eating manna every day, and manna is also the, also this food of the gods of the of the of the Jews mm-hmm. that is also, of course, the mushroom that they ate. Uh-huh. And uh, he ate it every day, and uh, you had a double dose on the Sabbath, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he was also drinking this uh, what was it, the the strong wine of uh, Avicenna, also this uh, Arabic. Um, alchemist or, or medical oh, doctor okay. and this strong wine it was the very similar to the Greek wine I don't know if you talked about the Greek wine but no, the, no, the, yeah, the, please do yeah we should talk about the Greek wine but I'll just tell the, tell yeah. the story about this Abraham Abulafia first because yeah. he he was um, in one of his trances uh, that he got from this because uh, he, he did all this uh, um, meditations on the divine name of God uh, and try to uh, to speak with uh, angels or I, I don't know, but he, but then he got a vision that said that he had to convert the Pope, 
So he, <laughs> and so he, he sends a letter to the Pope and says that I, I'm coming to convert you. <laughs> and this, this is in the, I don't know, whether the 12th, 13th century. And the Pope gets, uh, of course, very upset. <laughs> and he erects uh, a stake for him. He prepares a stake so we can, for him to be burned. Mm-hmm. But uh, Abu Lafia, he goes there. And, uh, and when he comes to Rome, or to his, I think it was his, uh, the Pope, Pope's uh, countryside uh, home or something. He, he, when he comes to then the, he finds out that the Pope died just that night from this epileptic uh, fit or something. <laughs> and so, so he's not burned. <laughs> he's just thrown to prison and then released later. Uh, it's a very fun story. But yeah, but the, the Greek wine that, that was also it, it was a regular wine mm. like I'm drinking today. It it was always fortified because yeah, the, the stories of the symposium and where they they always they mix the wine and and usually they mix it like uh, uh, if you have one part wine, three parts parts water. Sometimes it's so strong you have to have eight parts water. Mm. Sometimes even twenty parts, and they are very small cups, and and this was before, uh, before you had um, distillation, so it could be, so alcohol could be maximum like fourteen to eighteen percent alcohol, and and the description is that you, if you drink more than three cups, you get mad, and you don't get mad from three cups of regular <laughs> wine. <laughs> And, and you find recipes mm. also that is full. It was opium, um, belladonna. It was uh, uh, datura and uh, mandrake. All these very uh, strong psychoactive plants that use. Well, it's a, in the symposium. That that explains the story of uh, Polyphemus when uh, Odysseus is, is in the cave. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah, serves yeah, him that yeah, undiluted yeah. wine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then he just uh, falls asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they they take him. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, because he would not do that from a, mm. a regular wine. Mm. But no, exactly. uh, can you back a little bit? Um, uh, so the whole Greek culture was very. You know, it was not uh, as many people like to think today that. That of course no one used uh, drugs, no one were. Yeah, you, you, know, you never heard about hear about that. No, because no, no. uh-huh. it doesn't fit with the with today, where we are very you know, against drugs, very pro, uh, no, you know, war on drugs, all this. Mm. Cannot uh, think that people would have used this kind of substances for. Yeah, well, Graham Hancock is is uh, convinced that um, basically all the greater civilization based themselves on that, uh, but yeah. then using it in sort of, I don't know, it's uh, sort of yeah, reducing it to say that it was medicinal, but I mean, it's... Uh, they were a yeah. sacred way, yeah. or more, mm. I believe that too. And I th- think it's so great to hear about it, because where today everything is thou shalt be in your time. Mm. And so you need to have some kind of awareness of the eternal perspective. If not, we're screwed. I mean, it's when it comes to building building culture, mm-hmm. culture. What is I mean, that, that's the thing too. I mean, when you've been talking about these different different mystery cults, mm. uh, and 
when these then are when the mystery cult is basically just another idea for individual growth, yeah. uh, then this whole idea that has become so commonplace now that individualism is something Western, something uh, uh, bad and evil and blah blah, then you're describing something where a situation where that is the, the case in. India and Persia, in uh, um, you know, basically all over the world, mm. and then it becomes oppressed with the institutionalization of, or like you know, someone grabbing the key, saying you have to pass through me first. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. And uh, and um, the, the the inheritance of the mystery cults uh, has been. Um, the what you call uh, catalysator for this all this uh, catalyst uh, catalyst for all these things uh, that Western society is built upon this uh, the human rights the science the um, freedom of speech uh, uh, freedom to own property all these all these uh, ideas that came through the Enlightenment mm-hmm. or through the after the Renaissance, it was very directly connected to this uh, um, to this inheritance from the classical world, mm-hmm. definitely. And that's why we should we uh, I think the, it, that's very important for us today because we're seeing that it, this is uh, being taken away more and more. That, that you have all this uh, censorship online, or you have the um, get uh, you cannot speak freely. You've been in, in the news, or you're, you're uh, um, and and also in the institutions that we are concerned with, with uh, when it comes to painting and and uh, the museums, the and the academies, and where you have lost. This because they are uh, classical um, institutions based on these principles of the mm. of this uh, uh, freedom of man through this through the mystery. Yeah, and I, and I and think, so, think it's so important and to to really emphasize that it's not classical doesn't mean Western because you have classical Indian, you have classical Chinese, you have class that that just yeah, means yeah. something that is. Yeah. That lasts, that is, and then it lasts because it has an eternal quality or refers to the eternal principles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and that's uh, and uh, and we're losing that, uh, and and it's, it's the same. I think some, I don't remember who said it or exactly how they said it, but it was um, someone who warned uh, one of the last. Uh, or one of the Roman emperors when Eleusis was being closed, the mystery was being closed, mm. and it was warned that that um, that if you uh, close this mystery, then the civilization as you know it will collapse, because this is the you know this it's the contract of man with the with the. Goddess or, or with the with the world, that to uphold the harmony of the world, so, something like that. Mm-hmm. And when we close that, civilization will collapse. And 
this is maybe what's happening now. We have lost this uh, connection, and uh, I think we need to uh, make this contract again to save civilization. I think. I think we're going to stop there. Jonas <laughs> Lansdorn, thank you for coming to the Cable Palace. Thank you very much. And thank you for watching. I'd li also like to thank our top sponsors, Al Stewart Blaine, Eric Lasky, Fergus Ryan, Marco Campos, Michael Masco, Stacey Evangelista, Sean Roberts, and Maurice Robbins, as well as our anonymous donors. And head over to kopillus.com slash donate and check out how you can support our show. I'll see you next month.